0: Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. We are in Genesis chapter 26, starting verse 1. Get God's blessings. Receive Father Abraham's blessings by becoming his spiritual children. His blessings will pass on to you if you're a true believer. And you can inherit the blessings of your Christian forefathers. You know, the pilgrims came, the Christians came, the pastors came, and they founded this nation. You might not even be directly related to them, but you live in America. We have this Christian heritage, Judeo-Christian culture. And with the forefathers are passed on to us wonderful freedoms and blessings and churches that dot the land and, and the Ten Commandments uh, that are the foundation of our law and order and if you could ever go to DC and see the great monuments and the prayers and the scriptures and the Christian heritage that we have and by living in America and being a believer the Christian heritage of our forefathers can pass on to you and you can experience their blessings also the most important By becoming a born-again Christian and believing in Christ personally as your Lord and Savior, you will get all the blessings of God, blessings overflowing. This is a chapter of blessings. Do you need some blessings? Are you tired of getting cursed by the world and the devil and the lost? Now you can experience the blessings of the church, the blessings of God, the blessings of Scripture. This is the story of the patriarchs. Do you remember the great Jewish patriarchs? There's three, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And these great heroes of the faith, father, son, and grandson, will pass on the blessings. From one to the other, the blessings are passed on. And if you become a Christian, you can get the blessings of the patriarchs from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. And of course, the 12 sons, 12 tribes, we get the blessings of Israel as we become spiritual Jews grafted in and added to the Jews through Christ, the Jewish Messiah. So it's all these blessings. It's a covenantal inheritance The promise made to Abraham will now be transferred to Isaac. And in the future, as we study, it will go to Jacob. The blessings, the promises are yours also in Christ. Stay in the promised land of blessings. I believe Israel is symbolic of the promises of God, the blessings of God, the land of milk and honey. But if you leave the land, you miss out on the blessings. So we want to stay in the spiritual land of communing with God, of worship and praise and going to God's house and not leave the promised land and go to Egypt, right? Stay out of Egypt. Don't go back to Egypt. Symbolic of the world. And we will see this today. So live the Christian life. Stay in God's house. Stay in the scriptures. Stay in the Christian realm. Don't uh, leave that umbrella of blessing and protection and hope and help. And leave God's blessings. Stay under the promised land. Chapter 26, verse 1. Now, there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. Yes, Israel is dependent on rain like some of our states are. Not all states get to have huge rivers and uh, lakes. Many states, many regions are dependent on the rains. When I lived in Texas, we needed the rains. No rains, no crops, right? And you get a famine. Many of us have experienced economic famines and recessions. And can I tell you with America, it comes and goes, there are cycles. Right now we're in great blessing, everything's breaking records, jobs, you know, stock market, all that. Save up, because it won't last forever because later another economic recession will come. Who knows when? I don't know, but it repeats, just like it repeated from Abraham. Now it has happened to his son Isaac. Famine has come. So Isaac went to Gura, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. Sometimes recessions make you move you got to go to where the jobs are. Have you been there? Verse 2. The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Remember, stay out of Egypt. That's the world. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. And God will direct him to the different regions of Israel. Stay in the promises of God. Verse 3. Sojourn or travel In this land, and I will be with you and bless you, for to you and to your descendants, I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath, or the promise, which I swore to your father Abraham. Do you see it? Like father, like son. I gave your father Abraham the promises and now I give you the promises Isaac and then eventually the promises will come to us. But stay in God's land. Stay in God's house. Stay in the things of God. If you dive into the world I'm afraid you will miss out on the blessings of God. Verse 4 I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and will give your descendants all these lands and by your descendants all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. When you stay in God's land, you stay with God and God promises, I will be with you promises of Jesus to the Christians, if Jesus is with us, we need not be afraid. We need not live in fear anymore. We don't have to do the crazy things of the world. Follow the Lord. Now, when you become a Christian, you become a disciple of Jesus, and we follow Christ. Wherever he goes, we go, and we stay in the promised land. We stay in his will, and we stay in his protection, and his provision, and yes, his blessings. Do you see that? Remember this promise, I'm gonna give you descendants like the stars of heaven. Now the promise has gone to Isaac. Look at the stars. Do you ever look at the stars at night? They say the stars are innumerable. They're infinite. We cannot count them. And yet in the Bible, God says he has counted the stars and he has named every star, go figure. I think the stars represent the descendants of Abraham. This is how many descendants, you're going to be the father of nations, the father of the Jews, the father of the Arab nations, and the father, spiritual father, of the Christians millions and millions of descendants and if you become a Christian you are a child of Abraham and you're like a shining star maybe God's even named a star after you I don't know why he named all the stars but we will get new names right and our name is written on a white stone when we go to heaven you get your new name Maybe God's given you a star, and you are his star. You are his shining ones. The angels are called stars, and Jesus is called the bright and morning star. He is the greatest superstar of all. So may the stars remind you of Abraham's promise. Abraham, I'm going to bless you with so many descendants and shining stars. Verse 5. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Why was Abraham blessed? Because he obeyed God. I'm afraid if you disobey, if you rebel, if you fight against God, you will miss out on the blessings of God. Maybe you're wondering, why am I not blessed? Are you walking with the Lord? Are you staying in his scriptures? Are you obeying the commands of what the Bible says? Then you will truly be blessed. But obedience is a key. It's the old hymn, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Obey God's word. Do what he says, because there is a contingency on the promise. Do you see that? If you will, then I will. I just see this contingency throughout the scriptures. Obey, and God will. Verse Six. So Isaac lived in Gerar. He stayed in the promised land. He did not move back to the world. What a sad thing when someone becomes a Christian and then they say, you know what, it's been great being a Christian, but I want to live like the world again. I want to go back to the old life and the old sins. Oh no, you will rob yourself of the blessings of God and you will be most miserable. Ask the prodigal son when he left the promised land of his father's house. But what did he do? He woke up. What am I doing here with these pigs? Eating this slop and being so hungry and being surrounded by the world. I'm going back to my father's house. And remember when he came? The love, the grace, the forgiveness, the riches were poured upon him, why would we ever want to leave God's blessings and his land? Don't repeat your parents' sin. The bad thing of parents is sometimes we copy them, good and bad, like father, like son, as we will see Isaac repeat the sin of his father, Abraham, verse 7. When the men of the place asked about his wife, he said, "Um, well, she's my sister. (laughs) For he was afraid to say my wife, thinking the men of the place might kill me on account of Rebekah, for she's beautiful. Do you remember this sin? It was the same thing just like his father. He was so afraid of the king. And he's powerful and he has armies and they're going to kill me and then she'll be available to be married, right? Till death do you part. If we kill the husband now, you can get married again. And he's thinking the same fear. He's copying the same mistakes of his parents. And he's lying. She's not your sister. You're married to her. She's your wife. Verse 8, it came about when he had been there a long time. That Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out through a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was caressing his wife, Rebekah, the king's great palace. He looks down upon the common people. And he's like, he's like making out with her. That is not his sister. That's his wife. They're hugging and being romantic. Bring him here now. Verse 9. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, certainly she is your wife. How then did you say she is my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I said I might die on account of her. I was scared of you. You're a great king. You got armies and everybody loves my wife. She's so beautiful. She always gets compliments. And I didn't want to get hurt. So we had this deal we'd protect each other. Verse 10, Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt upon us. You see, because Abimelech, now these uh, great kings and their descendants, I don't think this is the exact Abimelech, maybe it's the second or third Abimelech, you know, like the Herods, right? And so he remembers what his parents went through, his descendants, and how his father, the king, had took uh, Sarah, and God in a dream said, "I'm going to kill you. You better restore this wife." And he knows the story of what happened to his family, and he doesn't want it to happen to him. So he's very upset. He's very scared. Because he knows there's a real God, and he passes judgment and curses as well as blessings. Verse eleven. So Abimelech charged all the people, saying, "He who touches this man, or his wife, shall surely be put to death." We have a law, an edict. I've put this couple under protective custody. Don't touch the husband. Don't touch the wife because they're holy and they belong to God, and I'm afraid of God. So don't touch them. Christians get the protection of God. There'll be people in the world that hate you, and they don't want you, and they push you away, and they rebel against you. But when they see you're a Christian, some of them will be afraid. They'll have holy fear. I better not hurt these Christians, because I know how God protects them. A reverence toward God's people. Don't copy the sins of your parents. You know, I used to hate that. Oh, you're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. No, I don't want to be like them, right? But sometimes we copy. They were models to us, good and bad. Get your daddy's blessings. The blessings that God gave your parents can now pass to you. Verse 12, now Isaac sowed or planted in the land and reaped, he gathered the crops in the same year, a hundredfold. Kind of like planting a little seed. He puts one little seed in and a hundred seeds come back. One tomato seed, I got a hundred tomatoes. But it's unreal, the ratio, the blessing, the bumper crop, and it was more than natural, it was supernatural. Have you experienced that? Sometimes I've sown to the Lord, I've served Him, I've tithed, I've given to the Lord, and uh, there's times I just kind of barely make it, and then all of a sudden my bumper crop comes in, and I'm like, oh God, I had this little investment, and it like exploded and it's worth a lot of money or I bought this house and all of a sudden it went way up in value or I sacrificed one house for the Lord so I can move and serve him and I got a bigger, nicer house and it went way up in value. Have you ever just saved and invested and, and you ventured to plant? I'm going to start a little business. I'm going to have some little investments. And because you worked hard, and you saved, and you planted seed, and over time, God blessed you. And sometimes, his blessings can just be unreal, and we don't even deserve them. And he gives them to us out of love, and because we're obedient and we're faithful, God will bless you. And we see this supernatural blessing On Isaac. It's a hundred times, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. 13. And the man became rich and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy. Now, I don't believe in prosperity doctrines, and I don't believe Christianity is about becoming rich. But I believe if you're faithful and you serve the Lord, he blesses you in every way. I think financially, with family, with health, with gifts, with jobs, with your dreams, with your goals. I mean, I think whatever you give to God, he gives back to you and he multiplies it. But I don't think you should ever become a Christian to get rich, right? (laughs) I'm not into the health, wealth, prosperity. I do know every Christian, when we leave earth, we will become the richest people in the universe. It's guaranteed. It's the inheritance, it's the blessings of Jesus. We're married to Christ. He's mega-rich and will be richer. Uh, The poorest person in heaven will be richer than the richest people on earth. It's just a matter of time. Verse 14, for he had possessions of flocks and herds and a great household, a big family and servants and employees, and yes, they probably even had slaves. So that the Philistines envied him. Now, can I warn you, when God blesses you, the world will envy you. They're going to want your stuff. They're going to want your family. They're going to covet. They may target your wife, your children, try to take them away from you to get your house, to get your business, your job, your monies, the things that God has blessed you, your cars, whatever. The world will be envious. Why are you so blessed? You're so happy. It's like the hand of God is on you like Job. The blessings of Job. And what does the devil want to do? Rip him off. Take all the blessings away. This is the devil. This is the world. This is the demons of hell. They're out to turn our blessings into curses. And this is what is about to happen. 15. Now all the wells which his father's servants had dug In the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines stopped up by filling them with earth. We're so envious. You know, his father gave him this great inheritance, and he's made it even greater. He's got all those animals and flocks and his farms and his ranches and his cattle and his goats and his sheep. But we're going to cut off the water supply. We're going to starve them out. We're going to make his ranches into a dust bowl and it's going to be a ghost town for Isaac, right? If they cut off your water supply, your animals are going to die. Your family's not going to make it. Your crops will fail. So this is strategic as the enemy fills up the ancient wells because they had to draw the water from underneath. Underground water tables. And even in Reno, I think of Verdi, so close, we have wells for the houses. And if your well dries up, you have no water for your household. It's a disaster. Stop up the wells. Cut off their lifeline of water. Verse 16. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us. For you are too powerful for us. The world will push you out, get you fired, push you out of the neighborhood, report you, start causing trouble, right? Have you been there? Crazy. Verse 17. And Isaac departed from there and camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there sometimes it's better to move on. It's not always a wise thing to go to war and to start the battle. It may be a big mistake. So he's chosen, I'll just move. Verse 18. Then Isaac dug again the wells of water, which had been dug in the days of his father Abraham, For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham, and he gave them the same names which his father had given them." So do you know what Isaac does after they're so cruel and they stop up his wells? He says, come on boys, we're digging them back up. Get the shovels, we're going to put some hard work, some investment. We're going to rebuild the ancient wells of my father. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.